Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Belmont Banter. And this week, we've got a double treat for you because I've got with me Adam Reverly and Lewis Whittington, and they are joint manager and coach for Whitstable Town's under-18 team. And they play in the Kent League Premier Division. So, Adam, how did uh, last season go for you? Yeah, so last season was um, it was a successful season. We managed to bring in quite a few real talented players who are obviously now part of the first team in George McElroy and Gus Barnes, um, a couple of other lads, Cam Chamberlain, who's getting a bit of first team action as well. So yeah, the, the, the boys that we brought in were really strong. We finished third. I personally think we could have won it, but a few injuries throughout the season and some games where we kind of didn't kill the game off early enough, really kind of led us to draw a couple and, and, and lose a couple, which ended up coming third. So how did your interest in football first start? You know, like from the early days, you must have kicked a ball around to be coaching and managing now. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I don't, I don't think I was ever a great footballer at all, um, but I'd always play with mates down the park. I played, you know, youth football up, uh, up to under 18s and then played just a little bit of Sunday league. I was just one of those boys that, I wasn't technically great, but I used to score a lot of tap-ins. So I mean, because of that, I kind of ended up playing a little bit. But yeah, I'd never say I don't ever think I was a great footballer. But yeah, I could score tap-ins. <laughs> and what, what about you, Lewis? Where's, what's your sort of background? Uh, football-wise, always played football from the time I can remember, really. When I was, when I was you know, in, from primary school all the way through. I, I grew up in London and um, yeah, I was part of a sort of the school team in, in like the secondary school and we we played in a couple of sort of inner London cup finals at like Fulham Fulham's ground I can remember that that's that was a long time ago and then uh, yeah just I've played I mean I've, probably the highest level I've ever got to is probably playing for Whitsball actually back in sort of 2000 and I think it must have been 2002 2003 maybe such a long time ago, can't really remember. But um, yeah, played played for mainly for the reserves, but I, I played for the first team a couple of times, I think, and uh, only for one season. And um, yeah, sort of then played sort of local county football, I think, for a while, and then uh, got too old and had to give it up. Do you want to name drop anybody from the Whistle sides? Uh, do you know, it was so so long ago. Um, I think it's what 20, 20 odd years ago now. I I can't can't remember anyone specifically but uh yeah it was uh i'd only not long moved to to whitstable uh, to um herne bay actually at the time and um so i didn't really know anyone in the local area i just there was a the, the guy was um was it george um yes passed, passed away george uh, that's it yeah he he lived in my road actually in herne bay in elizabeth way and uh just got chatting to him one day and he said i'll come down and um and play because I've moved from Essex over to Kent and I, I was playing at uh, a reasonably good level over there and he said I'll oh, come along and uh, see, see, see how you get on and um, yeah next thing you know I'd, I'd signed for, for Whitstable. 
Good old George. Eh? Yeah, good I old mean, George. Mate. Lovely old guy. <laughs> yeah, nice old but, yeah, so um, I didn't, like I said, I was kind of new to the area, didn't know anyone, only George really. And uh, yeah. I always put my, the reason I never played at a real high level is because my age group growing up were all, like some of the players who were my age were, were superb, like Steve Lloyd, Gary Sayer, um, Dan Lawrence, you know, all these boys were just levels above me. So I just kind of floated in the background of them. So well, that's, that's, a, that's an honest opinion. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with you, Adam. Adam, what got you involved in coaching and management then? Because what, So what got you involved in uh, coaching and management at this level then? Yeah, so well, I started off, you know, I've, I've always wanted to get into coaching and I was doing a little tiny bit of Herne Bay Youth and that's where um, I met Lewis. And then through, obviously, work, well, the bits I've done with Herne Bay Youth, I was approached by uh, TSC Football Academy um, to kind of go into a little bit of paid coaching. So I was really lucky to kind of work for them for a period. And from that, you know, I was lucky enough to go on tour with them. You know, I went over to Holland, Belgium, um, over to Spain, where we, um, you know, my academy team played Barcelona. And from that, I ended up doing a little bit of uh, scouting for Arsenal, which meant obviously I got to go to their training ground. So that's, I spent quite a lot of years in, in the academy setting. And then as kind of family life took over, I pulled away from that. And then... When Lewis was in, um, got involved with Whitstable a couple of years ago, that's when he asked me to come across and, and be involved with the under-18s. What was the turning point for you, Lewis, when you sort of moved away from Herne Bay then? Um, well, my son, he, he played for Herne Bay and um, Adam and I used to coach coach the team. So we, we, we actually, Adam and I coached at Herne Bay uh, for about six years, I think it was Adam, wasn't it? The lads, yeah, for about six years. And then... What what I realised at the time was that it wasn't good for me to coach my son because we, we kind of got to the point where you know he he was um, he wasn't listening to what I was saying actually and uh, he needed someone else to to coach him so I took him to he went to Faversham and uh, and played there and um, I just sort of watched really just watched uh, other coaches coaching him watching him play and I enjoyed watching him for a while and then he he went from Faversham to to Folkestone played at Folkestone and then he 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 wanted to come to Whitstable because a lot of some of his friends played for Whitstable um, and then yeah come over to Whitstable um, and then I got involved in coaching again back then. And I think he was under under 15s, I think, at the time. So, yes, yeah, so I started helping out. And then as you do, you just get roped into, <laughs> uh, roped into um, you know, helping more and more. And then I just got the buzz again and, um, and then took the team over. That's when I contacted Adam and said, Adam, you know, fancy uh, reigniting the old partnership and... Uh, get things going and we when to be fair you know we we do we do work well as a team and um me and adam and i and um you know the team's gone from strength to strength since we took it over really so you know we've recruited well you know we've we've, we've developed the lads that that have, that have stayed with the team well and um you know we've got a really solid group of players now adam if um if anybody was looking at this from the outside what you two do They'd think that all you did was turn up on a Saturday, let the boys run around for 10, 15 minutes, then play a game of football and then go home. But how far from the truth is that? I mean, both of you, your commitment is is hours and hours each week, isn't it? 
Yeah, I've, you know, being Kent League as well, you know, you do play all across Kent. You know, you go as far as Hastings, Seven Oaks. So, you know, you, you do travel around. And I think that, you know, when it gets to under 18s, you know, naturally, you know, your training sessions, you know, they become a lot more tactical. It's not the fact that, you know, you just throw a ball in, go right, have a kick around for an hour, then let's go play Sunday. You know, we, we work a lot on attack versus defence, um, you know, patterns of play, obviously how we uh, transition from defence to attack and attack to defence, how we want them to, you know, even set up in a corner, you know, when we have corners and free kicks, you know, um, you know, like, like set piece routine. So, yeah, there is a lot to it, but I think that, at the standards that we are playing at and the standard of players we've got, it has to be like that. Or, or, you know, I feel that you probably lose them if you don't. I've been so impressed and so have a lot of the lads down the club of the youngsters that are coming through with, from you guys. I mean, George is quite something quite special, isn't he? Yeah, and George was a lad that at the beginning of last season, you know, I knew that George had left Ashford and didn't have a club. So I reached out to George and I just said to George that, you know, I feel that him coming to Whitstable with what me and Lewis can offer, the team that we're trying to build, the way that we play, the way that we train, you know, our links to the first team through our relationship with Lloyd. And I said to George, you know, I feel if you come to us, you play well, you work hard, we will get you in with the first team eventually. And he has, you know, he's, he's had his opportunity and now he's in the first team squad every week. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. And I mean, this week he started, didn't he? I mean, which was fantastic. And he had a really good game as well. Yeah, he's a really good player. Really good player, George. And the other young lad, what's uh, what's he like, uh, Lewis? Gus. Gus is, uh, Gus is really talented as well. And, um, you know, he's... God, he's a uh, you know he's just a powerhouse. He's you know he's um he he loves his football, but he's you know he he's determination, his ability, he's uh he's you know he's second to none. And um you know I think you touched on Tony there. You asked about you know sort of the you know the stuff we do behind the scenes and and that as well. You know it's not just turn up every week. I mean, and part of that actually is also how we. You know, we got to remember these these lads are the young men. You know, they're still learning. They're still kind of developing. They're still, you know, um, trying to figure their way through life. And especially with uh, what's happened over the last couple of years, you know, we 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 spend a lot of time, you know, uh, mentoring, coaching these lads off the pitch as well. You know, making you know, making sure their mental health is good. That they, you know, that their their heads in the right place as well. You know, um, on and off the pitch. So, um, and and that that's a big responsibility from us, um, you know. So we we're not just coaches, you know. We 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 do, you know. We we do the the full triangle of of uh, you know um, the, the the role of uh, you know, and uh, you know, and we do that well as well, you know. Just to be to be fair. A question for both of you, really. At this sort of level, do you get a lot of interference from the parents, or are they more supportive of you? I'd say they're supportive, actually. Um, you know, I, I feel that there's always that kind of chance of that uh, parental, um, you know, interference. Yeah. I, I would say overall, you know, we are lucky. You know, the parents that come to the games, they are they are good. Um, they are supportive. I, I believe they fully trust in what we do and what we say, our decisions that we make, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we've got a big squad and we, we only take 15, 16 to a game. So players sometimes do miss out. I feel that they, they do understand that. 
but yeah, uh, and I think, you know, a lot of the time that because of their age they're at now, where they're, you know, 17 years old, pushing 18, a lot of our contact goes through players, uh, not so much the parents, which obviously, uh, obviously helps. Lewis, um, Adam just touched on having a big squad. How do you find that then? Because every one of those boys obviously wants to play and they can't because, you know, by virtue of the fact you can only put 11 out on the field and then you've got three or four subs. How does that impact on you and your relationship with the boys? Well, we need, we, you know, we, we set, we set a clear, um, set things out clearly from the start every season. And, 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 you know, we, we, we tell the lads, it is about, you know, it's about how hard you work, you know, your application in training, your attitude, you know, and, um, and, and, and that's how we have to select players, you know, and, and if you're, if you're performing well, you're putting the, you've got the right work, work ethic and you're working hard and you're, you know, you're a team player, you know, that, that will, that will get you selected. And um, so, you know, and that creates competition as any manager would say, you know, within the squad and keeps it fresh. And so you keep people, you know, competing for positions, you know, and that's, that's the basis of our selection. So it's got to be, uh, especially this season now, moving in the prem, you know, it is about, you know, it's got to be about, you know, dedicated you know, hard work, ability, and and having the right attitude. With the um, with the nights drawing in now, how do you go on about training? Where do you train? At the moment, we're at Radfall. Last year, we trained over at uh, Simon Langton Boys. So I think I think uh, the club's just about to let us know where our next training facility our winter training facility is going to be but i think i think we'll we'll be training the same night as um as the as the men's as lloyd's first team um probably sharing a facility with them from my understanding but that's that's yet to be finalized but adam that's in itself is a good thing for the boys isn't it because if they're training alongside the first team and lloyd's there You've obviously got a good relationship with Lloyd, which is fantastic. That bodes well, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, last season when we were at um, the 4G in Langton, Lloyd and first team were over there as well. We, you know, it's a big pitch. We shared the pitch. Quite often, Lloyd would come up to me and be like, actually, I need two players, semi, you know, semi two lads. And I'd be able to actually say, you know, this player's doing really well or he's had a couple of good games. Send him over just so Lloyd can get to have a look. And, you know, Lloyd's a good coach as well. So, you know, it was nice for him to be kind of there as well, kind of watching what we do. But also, you know, every now and then he did jump, you know, jump into our sessions, kind of give a little bit of advice to players and and jump in and help the coaching as well. Now, you're both relatively young men, especially compared to Mike and me. How do you think, looking back, how, how do you think, looking back, you'd have both fared with the sort of level of, of coaching that you get now, which is so different from the 20 or so years ago when, you you know, you were both young men. Oh, yes, massively. I, you know, whenever I played, I don't ever remember being coached, really. I just remember turning up to training, everyone standing in lines, running and just taking shots at the goalkeeper and then being in a match, which I don't think that that helps, really. Um yeah, so, I, I, you know, and especially obviously where I was involved in the academy football, seeing how academy football's run where, you know, even at under nines, you're working on team shape and, you know, kind of how to defend in a 1v1 situation. You know, if I, I feel if I'd kind of 
experience that that level, uh, level of coaching, I might have been a bit better. And Lewis, you might well have been one of the ones that you were looking up to uh, in Whistle's first team, if you'd have had a little bit more then. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And probably the best coaching I've probably had uh, was probably at Whitstable when, when you know when I just that 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 um, my time there before that pretty much as Adams um, um, described. Yeah, not, not and and, and I, I do yeah you do look back really you know and um, you know certainly I certainly when in my prime I certainly had the ability if I'd have had the tactical awareness and training that that um you know the coaching's offered these days and yeah might, might have might have gone a bit further up the ladder but you never know will we no whitstable town football club's main sponsor is fibertech uk limited regular listeners to uh, belmont banter will know that i've asked this question many times but never has it been more pertinent than to ask it to you two now one at a time because you'll probably both want to jump in on this one. <laughs> this age group that you're dealing with now, let's let's span it from 16 to 18. Now, looking back on my time at the club and before, the ones that make it through then, they've skipped girls, uni, mates and beer. Now, you must have both in your time had good players literally fall by the wayside for whatever reason. Adam, you first. Yeah, I've, yeah, and boys I've coached, you know, when they were younger, you know, at 14, 15 years old, I thought, you know what, they're going to be superb. Um, they're going to go on to play, you know, semi-pro. They can push on possibly, and they haven't. And it has been because of those reasons. I think what we're lucky with this group of lads is that no doubt they're in, of course, they're into girls, they're into beer and things like yeah. that. But, you know, that... that Every single one of them, they love football. They all believe that they've got the ability to go far, you know, and I feel that, yeah, there's always going to be those um, kind of things that might put them away. But, yeah, we're lucky with the group that we've got that we haven't really experienced that yet. That's good. Let's be kind, Lewis. We can call it distractions, can't we? So, uh, <laughs> so you've, obviously, you've obviously encountered the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I did, and um, funny enough, um, one of the reasons why I stopped playing for Whitstable was because, um, uh, uh, you know, you, you you had to train twice a week. You know, I was I was probably, I think I was twenty two, twenty three at the time, so you had to train twice a week. You couldn't go out on a Friday because you're playing on a Saturday. You couldn't you couldn't um, you know have a bit of a bit of how's your father with your missus on on a Friday either because uh, you you was told you was told that so if you turned up you turned up on a Saturday and uh, you know you, your your testosterone levels were low the the the, the manager would say oh, wait did you have a you know you had a bit of how's your father it's like come on get off the pitch you subbed you know so uh, yeah so and and, my, and fair enough my wife didn't like watching the game either because she was going to this Belmont and watching it she didn't enjoy it as much because she she felt she said she couldn't shout and uh, at the you know and have a bit of banter and um, you know join in as much because uh, she was at the stadium um, so so yeah so. Um, I was probably a victim of of, <laughs> of part of that because because uh, I did want to go out on a Friday night and I did I did want um, you know 
a bit of how's your father on a Friday you know, with, with the wife maybe but uh yeah so and I can so I can sympathize with with uh with some of the lads but um as as Adam said you know our lads are you know they don't have their football and, and touch wood you know we haven't we we're not we haven't experienced that yet no, that's good. Your aspirations for the coming season, I know you're going to tell me you want to win the league, Adam, but let's be realistic. There's some really good teams in there, really good sides, isn't there? Who out of the sides that uh, I've had a quick look and seen the sort of quite a lot of the sides, who's the ones that you think, along with Whitstall, who do you think is going to be at the top of the tree? Margate, um, under-18s have got a strong squad. That You know, that they have, that squad's been strong for the last couple of seasons. And I, I always feel, you know, the, the, the more you go towards your Londons, the stronger squads tend to be just because the catchment area there yeah. is a lot wider. So I think Seven Oaks are up there. I think we've got Phoenix Sports, which are in the league as well, which I feel will be strong. Um, yeah, so listen, the, 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 the league we're in, it is going to be tough. I, I do believe that we've got the ability to win it I, I believe we've got the ability to go far in the cups um with what we've got and I think what I quite like about our squad is that you know the catchment area you know we're in it isn't massive compared to you know teams more towards London but all of our boys are all Herne Bay Whitstable boys I feel that we've got out of that you know out of those two areas the best under 18s um about so yeah I feel we do I feel we do well but it is going to be hard. It is going to be tough. Do you agree with that, Lewis? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, it's, and it is about taking each game, at, at, you know, one at a time and uh, approaching each game and, um, you know, and working hard game by game because um, that, that's what wins football matches. So uh, I think that's, that from my point of view, that's that's my approach this season. It's, it's not like, you know, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win it and this and that. It's, it's we will approach game by game, uh, one game at a time, and um, yeah, and uh, and do it that way. Um, and of course, you know, we we want to do well. We want to win the league. Who you know who wouldn't? But I think that for myself and Lewis, the most important thing is is that we want to push these boys at the end of the season into reserve team football at Whitstable, into first team football at Whitstable and, and further afield. You know, that's that's effectively what myself and Lewis's job is, is to mm. push these yeah. talented lads into adult football next season. That's our primary, isn't it? You know? Great aspirations, both of you, really good. We've got a lot to look forward to, to be honest. When's the uh, when's your first game? <laughs> it's uh, 12, 12th of September and that's um, Sheppey, Sheppey United at home at the Belmont. Oh, brilliant. And what, what night's that one? That's a Sunday. Oh, it's a Sunday. Yeah, what time's kick-off on a Sunday then? Uh, I think... 11. It, yeah, 11. 11 in the morning, yeah. 11 in the morning, OK. Well, when that uh, comes on, make sure that the club put a big banner out and advertise it well, because uh, you'll get a few people down there then, especially when they've seen the, the calibre of the young lads that you've got playing for us. We, you, you know, they may well be playing on the, in the first team, in which case you'll be denied their services on a Sunday morning. But then the good thing is you've then got someone else that can step into their shoes. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. You know, a player like George, for example, you know, George is going to be in the first team squad, hopefully, every week, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, George centre mid. Um, but if George isn't there, you know, we have got 
other centre mids who can jump in. We've got a you know, young lad called Freddie Oliver, who's only 16, I believe, who I feel is a superb player that can jump in and replace George. You know, our, our centre mids are very strong. So, yeah, even if we don't have George for a Sunday, we've got players that can jump in and replace him. Mm. I, I guess that's that's a, another, you know, one big difference this season you know, um, is we have the depth we've got in our squad particularly this season and uh, that's that's really really encouraging and um, you know that we can rotate players in Definitely. and out of that of that starting 11 and 100% we, we, we've got a strong start you know uh, starting 11 every time you know so um, that that's like really really a good place to be you know that that's that's like a, you know what we was kind of aiming for, but but ultimately, you know, um, if Lloyd comes calling and he and he's you know he wants more players to go into the first team, that's hundred percent. You know, that's, there's no qualms from us. It's, that's his it's your job done, then, isn't it? Really, if they if you move them on, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we want. One thing's always interested me, and it goes again to the fact that the way that uh, coaching is now it's very in depth. There's much more of the down on the board, you know, positioning, change of shape, change of formation. How do you get across to the boys if you're playing in a game and all of a sudden that four at the back doesn't work, you want to go three at the back? What, you know, have you got a code that you say or how do you do it? You can answer that, Adam? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, you know, we, we do play, we try and um, match what the first team plays. So, you know, we know, we know that uh, first team uh, tend to play 4 3 3 every now and then, depending on who they're playing and what players they've got available, um, they'll go into um, a three at the back. So, yeah, um, it, I wouldn't say we've got a kind of code word as such. And so far, that we've, we've been lucky that we have kind of stuck with uh, the 4 3 3. However, the boys know how to play a 3 5 2, they know how to play a 4 4 2. And I think it's just a case of, if and when we do need to swap, uh, you know, swap up the formation, it's about just telling the boys, right, we're going 4-4-2. You know that, you know, when you're in a 4-4-2, can we get it into our, um, you know, number one priorities? Can we get it into our forwards? Keep your shape, stay disciplined, and, and they've got the ability to do that. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So we've got a boy who can knock the ball in the back of the net? Or a couple of them? Yeah, we've got a few um, lads, yeah. So, um, you know... Um, well, Paddy Underhill, he, he was our top scorer last season. And, and um, you know, he was, we well, last season we, we predominantly played a, like a 4 2 3 1. So, and Paddy was left side of that front three. So, you know, he, he scored the most goals, you know, even more than the strikers did. So, you know, yeah. so it just, just shows you the, you know, the, the talent that we've got. And, um, and ultimately, you know, that, even if we play, if we play in the four-three-three formation, that front three, they can all score goals. You know, we've got uh, Riley, who's a striker. Um, he's he's scored the most goals in pre-season so far. Um, he's an, he's just an out-and-out striker. We've got wide attacking players that are also smashing goals in. Um, we've got my son Ben, who's he scored. He's played three pre-season games. He scored one in each game. So far, you got um, Adam Rickard, who's who's come over from from Folkestone, uh, sorry, uh, Rams, uh, Faversham, and he's a, he's a wide attacking right player. He's he's uh, he's scored. Well, I think he's, he's how many goals he scored already pre-season? Five or six, I think, something like that. 
So um, you know, there's there's a there's no shortage of players who who know where the back of the net is. Uh, that's for sure. Now, on your pre-season so far, you've uh, you've in, inferred to me that uh, you've played some quality sides. What's the best result that you think you've come up against? You know, for which team you come up against? Um, I think so. During pre-season, uh, we've played two men's teams who play Kent County League. We beat one of them 6-0, 1-4-3. I think that the fact that they've played against a men's team and won, I think, is is really is good. We had a midweek game last week against Maidstone United. Um, they've got a, a side in the Ishman League, so a, a strong league. Beat them 4-1, I think. So I think that was a good result, considering we didn't have Gus and George Mack for that game as well. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Well, lads, I think... Um... You've uh, you've really show, showcased your side, which really this is all about. This is going to go out on the website, and I'll make sure it goes out on about uh, five or ten other other sites as well. So it'll get looked at, and uh, it's the good thing about this as well is that it, it shows that your passion for the club and also your passion for the boys. And to be honest, it's almost boys before the club because. You're the custodians of them. You're the guardians of them. But you want them to do well, which is brilliant. Really good. Uh, thank you. No, that's good. It's good. It's always uh, nice. So what I'd like to do, we'll finish up now, but uh, I'd like to get you both back on again at the end of the season, which would be brilliant. And you can give me a run through uh, how it's gone. And let's hope at the time you can say to me, Tom, well, we, we're champions, mate. What more do you want me to say? Yeah. That would be brilliant. <laughs> that would be good. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, from me here at Belmont Banter and from Adam Reveley and Lewis Whittington on the other end of Zoom, we'll say good night for now, ladies and gents, but uh, we'll speak again soon. Super. Cheers, mate. Yep. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.